It's time for the Funville Nine, driven by AAA, the official weekly podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Here's your host, Trey Wilson. Hello and welcome to episode two of the Fun Bill Nine, driven by AAA, the new official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. I'm Trey Wilson. I'm the director of communications and the radio broadcaster for the Richmond Flying Squirrels. And here on this podcast each week, we're pulling back the curtain with some of the players, coaches, and figures from the Richmond Flying Squirrels organization. Now this week we're chatting with outfielder Jacob Hayward, who played for the Flying Squirrels for most of the 2019 season. Hayward is from McDonough, Georgia, which is just outside of Atlanta. He was drafted by the Giants in 2016 after a standout college career at the University of Miami and climbed up to Double A for the first time last year with Richmond. And in that season, he was an Eastern League All-Star. He played a pivotal role in the memorable Eastern League All-Star game at the Diamond last July, and he was even named the game's most valuable player. Dating back to his college days with the Hurricanes, he's had a way of finding success in big moments, and that was surely the case last year while he was with Richmond. We hope you enjoy our great conversation with Jacob Hayward right here on the Funville 9, driven by AAA. Jacob Hayward, thanks so much for taking some time to join us. Uh, how you been, man? Where are you at these days? I've been I've been doing very well, man. Just out here in uh, actually in Scottsdale, Arizona, working out and enjoying my time out here. Scottsdale, so you're out there. Uh, are you yet able to access the Giants minor league facility and do work there? Um, I haven't been to the facility right now. You know, I just been uh, actually I've been working out with Jacob Gonzalez at his place and getting some swings in and, and working out with the trainer out here that we worked out with. Um, so that's that's been good for me. Yeah, that is one of the nice things about being out there in the Phoenix area is that guys like uh, Jacob's from out that way, right? Yes, yes. He, he's a he's a hometown kid out here for in, in Scottsdale. Yeah, lots of ball players in that area so i guess while some of y'all are kind of stranded out there you've at least you at least have some connections to get some baseball work in exactly man there's, there's tons of players out here you know putting in work and trying to find their craft it's definitely good to be out here with a bunch of baseball guys who are uh, willing to work so how's everything been going for you it's uh this is kind of ended up being the longest off season that we've ever seen uh how's everything <laughs> going out in scottsdale uh everything's good man you know the, the weather's nice out here so it's, it's good to get some sunshine you know and I've just been you know putting in work and, and uh just fine-tuning my craft now, the last time I saw you was down there in Scottsdale back at the beginning of March at spring training. Now, at that point, we all thought that you know everybody was preparing to get baseball started. And then mid-March, <laughs> everything got shut down. Baseball indefinitely went on hold. How did that go down for you guys out there at the facility in Scottsdale? Yeah, so we, we, I guess we just kept working. Once there was more information from health officials, um, I guess the Giants just decided to shut it down and, and let everybody uh, kind of go home and be with their families and be with their, and be with their loved ones. What made you decide to stay out there in Scottsdale rather than going back? to Georgia? Well, first I stayed out in Scottsdale for, I guess, a, a week or so. And then I went back home to Georgia and spent some time with my, my parents out there in, in Atlanta. I came back out here, I guess I would say I've been out here for about a month now, a month and maybe a, a week. The decision for me to come back out here was just to uh, at first be with my brother and hang out with him and work out with him some and, and spend some quality time with him and his uh, fiance and, and, and their family. Uh, your brother, Jason, is that who you're out there spending time with? Um, Yes, he was. He was out here. Actually, I think they just left maybe two or three weeks ago, something like that and we're just out here putting some work in with ourselves and, and having fun enjoying each other's company well let's talk about your baseball path a little bit you grew mm -hmm. up in mcdonough georgia which is not too far outside of atlanta uh how far outside Correct. of atlanta is mcdonough i would say it's 20 minutes south of atlanta very popular baseball area how did you get involved in starting baseball when you were growing up down there i started when i was about five years old playing little league ball and playing a uh, rec ball and, and stuff like that in, in within the community once i uh, got to the age of 12 went from there it went up to east cobb to play baseball and that was called travel baseball at the time now we're recording this on mlb draft day it's a shortened draft this year uh, you were initially drafted by the braves very late in the draft in 2013 
but instead you went off to play at the University of Miami. Was that a difficult choice for you? Uh, no, it wasn't difficult, man. You know, I, I, I deliberated with my family and we talked and made that decision that it was going to be the best decision for me to go to college. And, and I think it, it definitely grew me as a man and grew me as a person. And, and I enjoyed every second of it. Why the U? Why was it Miami that you chose to go to? And was there anywhere else that you were looking at in that process? I, I just wanted to be at a place where I felt like I could grow as a as a human being, be on my own a little bit, not be in Georgia around my friends. It, it was kind of tough, but at the same time, it was, it was still a good a good thing just to learn new people, learn different cultures. And also the competition at the University of Miami is always great. They've always had a, a great group of uh, players come through that college and through that system. I love competition, and that's what the uh, University of Miami is about. Now you had a big season your sophomore year. I remember that year for you guys with the Canes. Y'all went uh, all the way to the College World Series in Omaha, and mm-hmm. uh, which you got to do twice, but that year in particular, you had one particularly huge huge day that stands out against Arkansas out in Omaha. You had a home run in that game, and then you ended up mm-hmm. coming through with a walk-off single in that same game. Uh, that was five years ago today. How does that moment stand for you now, looking back five years ago? Oh, man. It's just joy, you know, happiness. It was such a great time for for my family and I to just experience that whole the whole Cosmos Series experience, you know, being able to play in front of so many fans and let my talent play. You know, it, it was fun. It was a great, I had a great group of guys on my team, um, great coaching staff that, that I, I really enjoyed. And it was just fun for me. Now, I take it you're still a pretty big Canes fan. I can remember last year when we were traveling, we were out in, in Akron and being in the clubhouse after a game and <laughs> you watching Miami and Florida and what was a really close game. And I'll just say that, you had some passion while you were watching that. <laughs> for sure, man. I mean, I always, always want to root for my, for my school, my, my alma mater. I just, it's, it's passion. You know, that, that's what the U is about. You know, we're passionate about what we do. We love what we do and we build others. And that's what it's all about, man. That's, that's, that's all I have. That's, that's what I use my energy to, to motivate and just to, and watching those guys, it helps me motivate, it helps motivate myself to, you know, keep pushing and fighting because I know they want to win just as much as I want them to win. So, you get down to uh, you get down to Miami for some football games or anything like that. Uh, Any time since you've been out of school? Well, I, I would say the last time I went was uh, the Notre Dame versus Miami when my when Miami blew out uh, <laughs> blew out Notre Dame at home at uh, at um, was it Hard Rock Hard Rock Stadium, and that was that was one of the best atmospheres I've probably ever been in, and it, it was just a great thing to see, and it was a great thing for our program, and um, it, it was it was just a great time, man, great time. At AAA, we've seen breakdowns, lockouts, and full stops. 118 years of them. So trust us when we say we can get through anything by navigating it together. See how we're helping to keep you safe. Visit AAA.com slash keep moving. Back to the Funville 9, driven by AAA, the official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. Back here on the Funville 9, driven by AAA, the new official show and podcast for the Richmond Flying Squirrels. We'll chat more with Flying Squirrels outfielder Jacob Hayward in just a moment. But while we don't have games at the Diamond right now, you can still get some of your favorite Flying Squirrels concessions items every week with Funville Foodie Fridays. Hot dogs, cheeseburgers, chicken tenders, uh, squirrely fries, and much, much more available for curbside pickup every Friday at the Diamond. And now new for Funville Foodie Fridays, we've added the Mac Attack Hamburger and the Mac Attack Hot Dog, which are both topped with bacon and Stouffer's Mac and Cheese. We've also got the 
the Flying Squirrels brand new official beer available for curbside pickup. That's Richmond Rally Cap, which is a collaboration with our friends at Center of the Universe Brewing Company in Ashland. It's a light, crisp grapefruit shandy, perfect for these scorching summer days coming up. And I'm not typically a huge fan of fruit-flavored beers, but I really like Rally Cap. It's got a nice balance, not overwhelming uh, with the grapefruit flavor that's in it. You can also pick up cans of our brand new wine, Feeling Squirrely, from our friends at New Kent Winery. And all this is to try and bring you the food and drinks of the ballpark experience so we can have a little part of our summer routine, even though we currently don't have games going on at the Diamond. You can place your orders for Funville Foodie Friday and reserve your curbside pickup time at squirrelsbaseball.com. And now let's continue our conversation with Flying Squirrels outfielder Jacob Hayward. So let's get back to talking about a little bit of baseball and talking about your career. So after you finished up at Miami, you got drafted by the Giants, and then you climbed your way up the minor league ladder. And last year, we got to meet you for the first time as a member of the Richmond Flying Squirrels, and you opened up the the year with Richmond. What had you heard about playing in Richmond prior to coming to town? And then what was it like once you got there? I mean, from a baseball standpoint, I heard that it was a tough place to hit from a city standpoint and from, from uh, I guess, a uh, organization standpoint with the, you know, the guys, you guys are uh, in Richmond with the Flying Squirrels. I just heard nothing but great things, you know, how you guys treat the players and how, how you guys welcome us and let us be ourselves and, and also take care of us, look out for us, man. And, you know, that's, that's a big thing for me. I appreciate that of you guys always, you know, strong respect and love for whoever it is who walks in that clubhouse, you know, and, and, and that was, that was a great experience for me. I guess once I got there, <laughs> nothing changed you know everything that everything that I heard was true and, and that was just a big deal for me and, and I, I really respect that and appreciate you guys for that man I tell you it's a two-way street last year was my first year there after I'd been over with the Pirates organization for a long time and I had to come to you with media requests and all this other all the time but man you guys are you 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 in particular you're so gracious with your time and it's a two-way street we try to treat people that come there well and and in return you guys treat us really well it's been a great relationship over all these years that we've had with the Giants last year with the Flying Squirrel Let's go back a little more than a year ago, the beginning of May. Now, you had been on the injured list for about a week. And Mm -hmm. on your first game back, Flying Squirrels manager Willie Harris put you in the leadoff spot in the order. And on the very (laughs) first pitch, first pitch of the game, you went deep out in Bowie. Do you remember (laughs) what was going through your mind as you stepped in the box that day? Uh, To be honest with you, what was going through my mind was uh, I told uh, our hitting coach, uh, Francisco Morales at the time, I guess he, he was, you know, trying to, Try to mess with me a little bit and say uh, I won't go, I won't go yard at the first uh, the first pitch I get. I told him I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I just put I had faith in myself and and I got a pitch and it was obviously a good pitch to hit and just drove it. You know it, it was exciting and and it, it was just fun to be around the guys and do that for the team. What did Mo say when you got back to the dugout? <laughs> He didn't have to say anything, man. He just he just started laughing. Everybody was happy for me because everybody knew I was really itching to get back out on the field, and and I was just happy to put up a one zero spot for the team right there at that time. Yeah, you had a pretty big day. It was that that week off. You could see that you were itching to get back. You homered on the first pitch, and then you homered again later in that same game, and you mm-hmm. had. You had several big home runs uh, in big moments during the 2019 season last year. You fast forward a little bit down the road to July 10th during the Eastern League All-Star Game, which was being hosted in your home ballpark at the Diamond. Mm -hmm. You had a home run in that game, ended up being named the Eastern League All-Star Game MVP. How special was that moment for you? I'll tell you, the the special moment was for me, it it was so special that my family was there. I had my my mother's parents in town. My father was in town. uh, I had cousins in town. And it was just a great time for me to... It, it just felt great to have their support. The fact that I did it, obviously, in Richmond and and, and showed out for the fans out there and, and, the, and the guys who who always been supporting me and supporting our team, 
it was just a great experience. You know, <laughs> Pawnee runs a, a good thing out there in Richmond, you know, and, and it was just really a good, exciting time for everybody. And for, and, that, and that's what I was about, man. I, I love putting a smile on people's faces. So that, that was a good time. Yeah, I remember seeing you with some of your family on the field after the game. Jalen Miller, I believe, had some of his there as well. And some mm-hmm. of the other guys who were selected as All-Stars. I know that when the season is going on and there's almost never a day off, and I don't, a lot of people don't understand the amount of hours in a day that you guys put in to, to be able to do what you do. And when the All-Star break comes for a lot of players, you know, it's three days off, which is a, which is a huge, huge window of time over the course of a baseball season compared to other time off. Uh, if you get selected as an all-star, of course, you're being honored for your great play. At the same time, that's a couple more days of uh, that you would normally have off. So it's always really good. It's really cool to see when you guys do go through that process. One, making it something that you guys can enjoy uh, in, yes. in that time, making the whole process. But also, it's awesome to see when guys get to have their families come be a part of that because you don't get to see each other very often during the season. This was my first all-star team or my all-star selection. I really didn't look too much into, you know, taking a break too much you know it was more of just enjoying my time and enjoying the game you know there's there were so many there's so many talented players out there on the field watching that and seeing seeing everybody showing their skills off and, and just having fun and enjoying their time and not worrying about who's winning or losing you know and and that that was really fun that was really that, that was a great time great time for me just for me working that event it was a really cool thing to get to be a part of when i look i'm sure when i look back at my career years down the road the the crowd that we had that night the whole week of events that we had for everybody that was that was such a cool uh, cool few days <laughs> it was man the, the crowd the crowd was amazing the crowd was amazing you know richmond always shows support and always shows us love and uh I really appreciate them for that. Now, there's another big home run that you hit last year. You had several, but there are a few big ones that stand out. We talked about the one coming off the injured list. I thought that one was great. And then there was the mm-hmm. one the All-Star game. There's another one on August 19th against Erie last year. Now, you had been banged up a little bit. I don't think you went on the injured list, but you had been a little hobbled for a few days. You didn't start that game, <laughs> yeah. but mm-hmm. Willie, Willie Harris brought you in as a pinch hitter in the bottom of the 10th. It was two outs, and again, first pitch, coming off the bench, first pitch, uh, you hit a grand Grand slam, a walk-off grand slam. Now, you only needed one run, but you brought in all four. I guess that meant that, you know, you didn't have to run the bases uh, being a little bit hobbled, right? <laughs> right. No, no it, it was – it's funny, man, because Willie actually came to me. I wasn't supposed to play that game. And I guess I don't I don't really remember what, what inning was. I, I believe it was extra innings, and I think I was the last man on the bench. He asked me, could I hit? I was like, yeah, I can hit. I just don't know if I'll be able to get to first base, um, and and uh, and it was, it was it was a wild spot for me also at the at the time because if if I didn't get a hit, man, I was gonna have to go play defense, and I guess it was a little scary, you know, because I didn't want to get out and go play defense and not be able to play defense for my team and help the team out defensively. But then I guess once I get once I got up to the plate, I just had the confidence and just was looking for a good pitch to drive and and, and put out in the play and get in the air, and that's what happened, man. And, and it, it was it was so it was so uh, amazing to see. Um, the reaction of my teammates and, and, and my, my coaching staff. And <laughs> it was just a joy, man. It was a joy. It was a blessing. And one of the things that I remember about that uh, and the celebration, Janeshwi Fargus and Sean Jelly were trying to get you with the, the Gatorade cooler bath. <laughs> But they missed. They missed you, and they yeah. got Jalen Miller instead, which was hilarious. And his reaction was hilarious. Uh, but I guess, I guess from that point on, Jalen ended up being the guy who was in charge of the cooler dumps the rest of the year, right? Right, man. It, I guess whenever I whenever I try to, I always try to get out of the way of the Gatorade bath or whatever it is, you know. And, and somehow it always ends up on Jalen. But I guess there was a point in time where where Jalen just embraced it and started just throwing it on himself whenever we would win any walk offs or anything after that. So it, it was it was funny to see man and, and it was just great to be around 
Uh, you had a record-breaking year with Richmond last year. Not only did you set the franchise record for walks in a season last year, but you did it by you passed it by a good bit. You broke the record on August 10th. There's still almost a month to go in the season. Uh, all those walks that you worked last year, what led to that? Was it part of your everyday approach that when you were going up there, or was it just uh, not getting a whole lot of pitches to hit? Uh, you know, we always talk about. I guess as, as hitters, we always talk about getting good pitches to hit, being kind of being confident in what you can hit, you know. So I was always, I'm always been a patient person. I always had a good eye. I've always trusted my eyes to see what's going on and, and just kind of playing the game between the umpire and myself. I take pride in that, you know. I, I got to get on base for the team. I got to I got to make something happen, you know. So that's a part of the game. You got called up to AAA at the end of the regular season, got to play with uh, Sacramento in the playoffs, and you all won the PCL championship. And then you went on to win mm-hmm. the AAA national championship. And half of the Rivercats roster, not only players who had been in Richmond at some point last year, but mostly of that half were guys who had spent almost the entire season in Richmond, or at least up through the end of August. Y'all didn't win a ton of games in Richmond last year. The wins and losses weren't really mm-hmm. there, even though there were some good individual performances. But you did win a lot of games in August, especially in the last few weeks. And then y'all went on to win that championship in Sacramento. What do you think clicked for y'all down the stretch last year? When I watched in the clubhouse, those guys were just about winning, man. You know, everybody's trying to do their job and keep going. I guess they had, they had a goal set that they wanted to do. And I was gracious enough to be on that team and just be able to try to help them out and help them win. You know, I'm always a person about winning. I'm always a player who wants to win. Whether I'm on a team that, that wants to win and achieve something special, I'm always about that. I think that's what really brought us together. You know, our clubhouse in Richmond, we always had good relationships with players and stuff like that. I mean, once we got to Sacramento, I think everybody was just about winning at that time. And, and I saw that they were on a streak, you know, and I saw the numbers that, that they put up in the PCL. And I just want to be a part of it. And I would do anything that I could in my power as a baseball player to help them. It was really cool for us to get to watch you guys do that. The Flying Squirrels front office, we were on our staff retreat when y'all played the AAA National Championship game, which, of course, was on national television. So almost our whole staff got together down in the theater in this this house that we were at for our retreat and watched that game. We were pulling so hard for y'all, and it was very cool to see. You get to close out 2019 with a championship, and not a lot of guys get to win a championship at any level. So we were really happy mm-hmm. for you guys to get to do that. I was, I was happy to do it, man. It was, you know, it, it was a tough year for the, for the Squirrels, you know, in terms of winning. But once we went to Sacramento and we started winning, and, and once we got the championship, it, it was just... It's a, it's a joy, man. And I was happy to put a smile on everybody's faces, and, and that, was a, that was a great time. The wins and losses in minor league baseball, we always want to see the team win, but what we really want to see is you guys develop and, and go on to have successful careers at the highest levels. We want you know people who come out of the ballpark every night to, to have a good time and to make memories, and you yourself supplied some really great memories for our fans last year with some of the things that we talked about here today with the, the home run of the All-Star game, walk-off Grand Slam, and, and countless other plays throughout the year. And you're mark in Richmond Flying Squirrels history, even if the team didn't win a ton of games, it's been set right there with those types of things. And that's what it's all about, you know, especially in the minor leagues. That's what it's all about. It's all about developing players and, and developing relationships with fans and, and growing as human beings, you know, and that was just a great time for me. And I, I'll never forget this past year in Richmond. Never forget it. Jacob, thank you so much, man. You've been so gracious with your time. Thanks for joining us for this episode. Best of luck this year in whatever form baseball does end up taking, and I guess we'll find out what that is. And I look forward to catching up with you again at some point down the road. For sure, Trey. Appreciate it, my brother. 
And I hope all of you enjoyed our great conversation with Jacob Hayward. Don't forget, new episodes debut every week on Sports Radio 9 from the Fan and 105.1 FM on Monday nights at 6 o'clock. It's the first place that you can hear the new episodes once they come out, live on the radio or on the Radio.com app. Once those episodes air, new episodes will be available each week on thefanrichmond.com with on-demand extended versions like the one that you just listened to with Jacob Hayward. If you have any comments about the show or if there's anyone you want us to have on as a guest, please shoot us a line on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Flying Squirrels Baseball, on Twitter, at Go Squirrels, and on Instagram, at Go Squirrels. Or shoot me a note directly on Twitter if you'd like. I'm at TreyWilson757. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, and thanks to our friends at AAA for helping to make this radio show and podcast possible. We will talk to you again next Monday on the Funville 9, driven by AAA. You've been listening to the Funville 9, driven by AAA, the official podcast of the Richmond Flying Squirrels. 